a Lifetime original podcast. Honey, if I was in a Lifetime movie, that would be my job. To be the person who's like, um, there's somebody across the street from your house screaming in their car and staring at you. <laughs> I would be the one to let you know. I would let you know. See, when I see her freaking out and screaming in her car, I'm like, Jenna, you should just move to L.A. <laughs> this is, this is, I just had a bad audition energy. You get away from Scott. You just need to come out, take some acting classes, and you're going to fit right in, sweetie. <laughs> I love a Lifetime movie. No one will ever love you because your whole wig situation is off, okay? My niece's hair looks better when they do it at daycare and send her home. There is no next of kin, so we went to favorite. Where are you from? The bottom of someone's shoe? Our house is inside. Why don't we go be in our house? Whoa, they got a budget for crashes in these? (laughs) But you're no better. Am I supposed to stand here and just take this? Ugly, pitiful, ungrateful little child like you, who has nothing, who is worthless. And now you're bringing evil on this house. I won't have it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to I Love a Lifetime Movie. I am one of your hosts, Naomi Ekparigan, here with a co-host who is blowing my mind simply by the fact that she has pulled her hair into a bun. A bun! Okay, and that is Megan Gailey. Uh, how truly embarrassing that I'm a cartoon character when it comes to my hair. <laughs> like it's always one way. <laughs> I never change it, you know. And it's um, yeah. I usually I have it up when I'm working out. Well, I've never seen that. You know, I don't see any of that. I mean, because here's the thing, Megan. Your hair is your crown. You know, it's luscious. You like Megan's is very like she has a shampoo commercial head of hair. She knows it. So if I was her, I'd have it down all the time too. Like I get it. You know where your bread's buttered. But I just couldn't believe that. You know, to have to have it up because you'll. I mean, you'll bring it to the pod. Yeah. One thing I hate is that things are constantly being photographed and videoed and recorded for possibility. Like, I do podcasts so I don't have to put on a face. But everybody want to have some clips and they want to have some pictures. And so, hence, you know, me putting on a bold lip at 11.30 in the morning to look like I did something. But you really kind of from moment one, you came, you came ready to record with like a face. Always. Mm, Oh, I thought you were going to say like, you, you're comfortable being all natural. Because I'll come, I'll roll up to this. Look how red my nose is right now. (laughs) Like, I got a cold. I don't. I just got a little red nose all the time. Well, that's just for being white, though. Right? A little red nose. Well, yeah. And specifically the type of white I am, which is white, white. <laughs> so I um, I used to not, gosh, go anywhere without makeup on. And now I just don't care. Really? I just don't care. And I, I haven't gotten Botox in what feels like years. <laughs> Conrad's been holding me back from it, saying, no, mama. <laughs> so I'm just out here in Los Angeles, the place least welcoming to faces. Right, right. <laughs> and just said, hi, here's my face. I don't care. And I had to put on makeup like seven days in a row last yeah. week. And I was like, this is ruining me. Like, it was like my soul felt sad. (laughs) I was, we were supposed to record, or not even supposed to as much as they asked, right? For, they were like, can you do a little video clip to go with the audio? And I said, no. I'm not putting on a face beat for a 30 second video clip about why I podcast. Do you know what I mean? It was like a clip for like International Podcast Day. Will you do a video that's like why I podcast? And I said, no, I will not be giving you video footage. I will 
record the audio. Okay, well, now now I'm upset that, that I was not asked to make a clip for international Well, this is for couples therapy. Day. This had nothing to do with our dynamic. This is me and Andrew. I know, but the, <laughs> okay, well, I would have done it. No, I'm I got, uh, someone was talking about like a two-year-old's birthday party. I go, I wasn't invited. <laughs> like, it, and I, it's like, I didn't want to go. I definitely didn't want to go, but I, I'd i love to be invited, shorty. Well, speaking of- Speaking of not invited. Exactly, speaking of not exactly. invited. Wow. Today's movie is quintessential not invited because the title of it is Psycho Wedding Crasher. Absolutely. And, oh, all right. So- here, here's the little ditty that that it gives that us ditty. about Psycho Wedding Crasher before we really dive in. Since working as a dressmaker for her aunt Daisy, no, you know I love the name Daisy because I love Daisy Duck. I'm obsessed with Daisy. Duck. I had no idea. Just yeah, just an aside. Love her. Have a painting of her as the queen. <laughs> R.I.P. Okay, so since working as a dressmaker for her aunt Daisy, Jenna longs to have a white wedding of her own. When she meets bride-to-be Marcy and boyfriend Glenn, Jenna realizes Glenn is the man she's been waiting for and is determined to have him all to herself. She'll stop at nothing to make her wedding dreams come true, even if it means killing the bride. Wow. yeah. Psycho Wedding Crasher 2017, it tells us. A real throwback. Different time, 2017. True, true. Yeah, a real (laughs) throwback. throwback <laughs> TBT <laughs> okay you guys I think that there's a lot to discuss especially because Jenna is played by Heather Morris from Glee yeah. so without further ado we're getting into it hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Now, psycho wedding crasher. The first thing I notice is that... During the opening credits, there is someone named Fiona Vroom, as well as someone named yes! Joan Van Ark. And I said, the drama. Vroom, vroom. The drama. Well, I, so I immediately went to IMDb because Vroom Vroom is, Vroom Vroom so fun. Vroom Vroom booking, okay, okay is in a ton yeah. of things. She looks very uh, familiar. We have seen her. Second thing, Joan Van Ark is a legend. She was in Dallas. And then the spinoff, What's it called? Knott's Berry Farm? Not's Landing? I forget what it was called. Knott's Landing. Knott's Not Landing. Scary Landing? <laughs> yes. That is what she was in. But Fiona Vroom is our lead. Fiona Vroom is our bride becoming a wife, Marcy. Okay? And we start off seeing Marcy getting mm-hmm. ready for her wedding with her gal pal, Chelsea. And it's just her and Chelsea. And, I mean, look, the whole wedding has conference room vibes. I hate this wedding. This was... The conference room at uh, Hilton Express. Yes, we are talking the rooms that have kitchenettes mm-hmm. in them. This is their this is their conference room. I saw the chairs in at the quote unquote reception, and I oh, I almost spit out my food. <laughs> I was so upset. And the thing is, yes, did I have a gorgeous wedding? 
Yes, I did. <laughs> and is Naomi going to have a gorgeous wedding? Yes, she is. You can do a gorgeous wedding on a budget, yeah. okay? Yeah. We do not need to have hideous chairs. <laughs> if anything, throw some damn pillows on the ground and have your guests sit on the ground <laughs> in lieu of having these fabric chairs. <laughs> so they're talking. She has one bridesmaid, her maid of honor, Chelsea. And Chelsea's like, We haven't gained an ounce since college. I got news for you, Chelsea. Not everybody was thin in college, okay? <laughs> also... Chelsea's got that like wedding hair that's like pulled for wedding. Everyone's like, I need to do an updo. I must have an updo. And the truth is, and this is going to hurt. This is going to hurt. Not every hairstylist can execute an updo. Mm. They just can't. Mm. Okay. So if we're going to someone who can do an updo and you've seen their work, updo it up if that looks good on your head. But she's got like, pulled to the side. I mean, my niece's hair looks better when they do it at daycare and send her (laughs) home. Like, it was not good hair. But I'm not even, that's not even a knock on Lifetime. That's a knock on weddings because everything about this wedding, I go, I've been to this Mm. wedding. You know, like, it it's it felt real. It felt too real, this wedding. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, but I'm gonna say this too about updos. Not every face can rock an updo. And there is something about updos being Thank associated you. with fanciness. Like, if you're doing an updo, you are really elevating something. And I say, honey, mm-hmm. there's nothing... I think most faces can take and really thrive with, like, a full loose wave. Do you know what I mean? Like a night, like yeah. where I'm like, no matter your face shape, honey, no matter the dress, I said, you could give us a wave. And people's like obsession with an up, I mean, as someone, you know, who is preparing to be wed, I've already decided I'm going for length. I'm going for drama. Yes, that is correct. I, I mean, like, I, I it, it baffles me. And you're exactly right. I'll get a French twist. Oh. A French twist, to me, honestly, and I mean this with love, is is caterer hair. <laughs> it's working. You're working. You're pulling it. Yeah, you're working. You're pulling it away. You said, I'm yes, focused. I'm working yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, My yeah. hair is My up. Hair's I'm up. podcasting. Exactly. <laughs> I'm podcasting. Exactly. Oh, well, gosh. you know what? It's great that we spent 10 minutes talking about bad hair and how we don't respect this wedding. Because you know who else doesn't respect this wedding? A woman named Jenna. A woman named Jenna, played by Heather Morris from Glee, who, like, watches Marcy and her now husband, Glenn, kiss. She's, like, watching them, and then she stays for the reception. And during the reception, she's, like, sipping tea and staring at Glenn. And then she, like, leaves in a hurry. And we see Jenna go back to her Aunt Daisy's house. And Aunt Daisy, you know, is, as Megan said, Joan Van Ark, okay? Uh, Iconic 70s queen, However, here she is really giving us a Maleficent, a Wicked Witch of the West. It is a yeah. heavy-handed... Evil stepmom. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. But she's her aunt, and also Jenna has to call her auntie, and it's like, okay, you're all adults here. We've got to stop. The point is, Aunt Daisy is livid that Jenna left the house when she has work to do. Listen to this. Sometimes I'm very, very grateful that I have you. Me too. And that I was there to take you in all those years ago. Because it was my brother's dying wish to take you away from that horrible woman he married. But apparently that wasn't enough to make you care about me or him the way you always leave whenever the hell you want to, never doing your work. I was running an errand and I got um, caught in traffic. An errand? 
What errand? I had to get um some fabric from the, the garment district. Did I send you there? Did I tell you to get fabrics? No. It's for me. Um, I'm making myself a dress. A dress? What for? Who are you trying to impress? I hope you're not acting up again. I'm not. Oh, you always lie. So why am I wasting my time? Just finish the alterations. Go. Jesus. Cinderella. Cinderella, Cinderella. It's very much like, go make your dress, you it. <laughs> you know, it's really like, I was like, is this ever after? Where are we? Exactly. I Can I please circle back to the wedding for one second? Because it's, <laughs> I gotta go back. To crash this wedding is... Truly, it it, sh- it should have been like, oh, you crashed this wedding that has 14 exactly. people at it. A, how did no one notice? B, you need to be locked up. <laughs> like, the idea of crashing weddings is because, like, there's an open bar. I'm sure this one didn't. And if they did, it was warm Chardonnay only. <laughs> and, I, I, like, I, it was just so bizarre oh, to yeah. me. Naomi, have have you ever crashed a wedding? Absolutely not. I'm going to tell you this. I, you know, because I don't like a lot of the wedding trappings. Like, sure, yeah, an open bar, maybe if the food is good. But I don't want to watch, like, a grown woman dance with her dad while everyone stares longingly. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. some of those things I'm mm-hmm. not pretty, like, mm-hmm. into. Question is now, have you crashed a wedding? So I don't think so. Uh-huh. I don't think so. I do think I've definitely got gotten a drink from like a bar that was not meant for me. Well, sure. That's the Megan Gailey experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Coming to a city near you. <laughs> but I have been at a wedding that was crashed <gasps> and it was so obvious. Oh my gosh. Okay. So this was actually my best friend from growing up, her wedding, gorgeous wedding. And she was a wedding planner, event planner, and her dad is rich. Okay. So all the setup for nice wedding. So she's getting married at this um, gorgeous resort in Florida. You know, uh, 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 the best Florida has to offer. Nice enough that I heard it's a real stakeout for sex workers to pick up men. Uh Okay. uh So... So she's supposed to get married in this, like, gorgeous outdoor area. Well, it's pouring rain. And so they have her inside, which is like, that's not what we find for. (laughs) So she's inside. And unfortunately, it was a big enough resort that there was another wedding happening that day. Which, to me, was like, having lived through this experience. (laughs) Saying that like it was a trauma. Having lived through this experience, I knew that I wanted to get married at a place where I could be the only bride. Okay, so... We, I would be the only one screaming with a spray tan. So, you know, we're trying to calm her down, calm her down. She gets married inside. But then they had this gorgeous, like, gorgeous tented area. They flew a band in from Miami. They The the reception, incredible. The Colts came back and beat the Chiefs in a playoff game. I mean, the crowd is turned all the way up. It ended up being crashed from bridesmaids who were in the other wedding, which was less nice. What? But these bitches, these bitches are in like an ugly version of Tiffany blue dresses, <laughs> like a clear bridesmaid dress. So like we look up and we just see three gals we don't right. know in hideous right. Tiffany blue dresses. And it's like, you you left a wedding to come crash another wedding. <laughs> The audacity. And the thing is, we're from Indiana. You know, like, you're crushing a Hoosier's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I can't 
Where are you from? The bottom of someone's shoe? <laughs> I was shocked. Okay, did anyone say anything, uh, though? Does anybody say, like, you got, like, yes! were, they, were they summarily kicked out? Yes, we said, get on out of here, you trash. And did they, like, scurry, or did they try to, like, play it off? I mean, like, that is so embarrassing to me, the yeah, idea of doing that. They had they had attitude. Yeah, uh-huh. They had attitude. And then, you know, it was like, we, we all were using the same, like, one nice big bathroom, like, it, that's in the hotel. And so we would go in and be like, you know, <laughs> oh my gosh, but you know what I did do? I did have sex in the pool after what? the wedding. So maybe, maybe I'm from the bottom of some <laughs> Oh my gosh. And I was staying with my parents. Like I, I was broke. What? Okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. Who was the person? Was it a boyfriend or just a dude you met at the wedding who was like? A man I met at the wedding, but I, we had gone to rival high school. So we were aware of each other. <laughs> Okay, that is not a that is not what it is to know someone to go to rival high schools. You just mean you grew up in the same state? Okay. What we went to the same elementary school. Okay, so okay. were you trying to smash back in elementary school too? No, we weren't even in the same grade. No, he was older than me. I didn't know him in elementary school. Wow, wow. You know, pool sex sounds like something. Oh, it's not good. Don't do it. But I got into the pool. In my, I wasn't feeling great about my body, so I got into the pool in my floor-length J. Crew <laughs> bridesmaid dress, <laughs> soaking wet. And then I just went up to my parents' room oh. in this soaking wet gown at like 2 a.m. And my dad wakes up. He goes, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm wet. <laughs> Leave me alone." <gasps> Oh, oh my, my God. God. Well, I'll tell you, you know who could use some fun like that? That is Jenna, okay? Because Jenna <laughs> has this mean Aunt Daisy, real Maleficent, and we see basically she has this crush on Glenn, the man who just got married. And first of all, Glenn ain't even all that. But we see a flashback to when they first met, and basically Glenn helped Jenna when she almost fell carrying boxes. Oh, oh. you okay? You saved me. Oh, let's not give me too much credit. And it's like, girl, did you know that honestly you can get anybody to help you not fall? You should not be in love with somebody just because they help you not fall. But that's where it all began. Before they even got married, Glenn was like, uh, you know, stopping by Aunt Daisy's, doing something wedding related and help Jenna not fall. Cool. Yeah, even in the log line when it says when Jenna meets Marcy and Glenn, it's like meets is really doing a lot of work because I don't even think she meets them. <laughs> like has a chance encounter. Well, also too, when she says Marcy and boyfriend Glenn, I go, no, no, no. When she meets Glenn, he is a husband. Okay. Like Glenn is already married when she is like falling for him. No, that was, they were engaged. That was a flashback. Yeah, but that was like a half meeting is what I'm saying. I'm saying by the time, like she met him for that one half time. Oh, yes. And then she see him next at his wedding. She out her mind. Okay. All, all I'm saying is we're on the same page. It's a half me. It's not even a real me. Well, you know what she about to do with a real me? Jenna decides to quote unquote run into Marcy. They call it a gym, but they're all playing golf. So I, I, it's a golf club. Okay. It was like, I saw her at the gym and I go, what gym? Anyway, Jenna's got her golf clubs. She runs into Marcy, who has her golf <laughs> clubs. And it's just like, oh, yeah, I, I work for Aunt Daisy. Who did your dress? You know, Jenna's like really trying to be in there. But Jenna, the whole thing, too, is that Jenna's awkward. She's shy. She's uncomfortable. And Marcy is like, my friend Chelsea, my, my maid of honor, is throwing Glenn and I a little honeymoon luau. There will be lots of single guys there. I could introduce you. That's made up. That's a made up event. That is not real. Thank you. A gym is not a golf club. I honestly, I had so many questions about this gym slash golf club. 
I was hoping that was, we were going to circle back to that location. Because I go, <laughs> we got to get some like nosy golf people in here. That's also such an expensive way to run into someone. <laughs> run into them in the parking lot of a Panera. You had to get golf clubs, shoes, an outfit. Right, right. You're a thousand dollars in <laughs> for like a chance meeting that you might get invited to a fake event. Well, I mean. I'm on one. Well, you you sound a lot like Aunt Daisy because when Jenna comes home with these dang golf clubs, she's like, where the <laughs> hell were you? Like, Aunt Daisy is so not having it. She's like, you were exercising? Okay, you were trying to be the man and no one will ever love you. And you're like, damn, yes. Daisy, calm down. And then I think it's so funny that Aunt Daisy is an angry old crone and who's like, you'll never find love. And she makes wedding dresses. Like, she works in weddings. And she's like, you're, no one will ever love you. And you're like, okay, well... Look, I say, Aunt Daisy, no one will ever love you because your whole wig situation is off, okay? And this is Joan Van Ark, okay? okay? This is Joan Van Ark. Oh, Naomi. Okay, I I didn't know if you were going to have to bring it up or I was going to have to bring it up, but it needed to be brought up. It was upsetting. Does Aunt Daisy's wig give you hope, though, that at least Lifetime is giving bad wigs across color lines? So you mean wig equality? This is a white woman in a bad wig. Right. Yeah. Right. Wig equality. Bad wig equality. Like, or do you think they were like, listen, we've given some, we've given some gorgeous black women some really bad wigs. We got to give Joan Van Ark a bad wig. But I feel like Joan Van Ark, you know what I mean? She's not tolerating that. Okay. And I bet what happened was she's a good get, right? Her as Aunt Daisy's great. But because Jenna's blonde, they were like, well, Aunt Daisy can't be blonde too. And there was like a scramble the first day of shooting. And they said, we've got this black wig in the closet. Will you put it on, please? Do you know what I mean? Like, it feels very, like, they couldn't have two blondes. And they just, like, scrambled. And for some reason, Aunt Daisy was left looking less than her best. Because, like, evil people have dark hair. You know, like, that's such a basic thing. And blonde is good. Can we also, like, Jenna's so beautiful. I know. Plays a high school cheerleader <laughs> in Glee, in a famous show. And it's like, you're never going to find love. Exactly. It's like, if Jenna went to a golf club looking like that, yeah. she'd have 11 proposals. Well, that's, I think, what what is so tricky. This And this can be tricky with Lifetime in general. Because you're like, Jenna is, like, beautiful and shy. Like, men eat that shit up. It's like, she's hot and quiet. We don't know. Men love that. And thin and a virgin. <laughs> okay, get her on The Bachelor. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> she's going to be famous. I mean, we, and especially because, I mean, we're talking about Jenna being so attractive because the next scene we see her go to Marcy's party and she's in this beautiful dress that she said she made herself overnight. Okay. The night before, Cinderella. And she looks stunning. And it's funny because Marcy's like, Marcy sees her, is like, what do you want to drink? And she's like, I'll have some wine. And then Marcy's like, I'll get you a daiquiri. And, you know, I don't like that at all. I don't like when people do that. It's like, I said what I said. Don't give me the other thing. Especially because the daiquiri looks like strawberry syrup. It's melted. I know. And then Marcy's whole big thing, too, about this is she wants to introduce Jenna to Scott, who is Glenn. Really gross, cheesy bestie. And I just thought to my, and like Marcy's thinking is like, Jenna's shy. Scott could be good. Nope. And it's like, nope. No, this is not a good match. And so listen, when Scott comes over and introduces himself to Jenna, it's so gross. I can't even take it. But now you have to take it because I can't be alone in this. So, how do you know the lovely wedded couple? Friends with Marcy, I'm Jenna. Oh, you're the girl from the golf course. Marcy told me about you. She was not kidding. What did she say? Uh, there was this woman I should meet. 
smart and attractive, but that she needed a little help believing that. So, uh, do you want me to help you so you can understand just how attractive you really are? I think I'll go find Mercy. It was nice meeting you. Talk later. That's the best you got to introduce Ew. her to? I threw up in my mouth. I swear to God, when he's like, do you need to be shown how attractive you are? Like, it's something where I was like, ew, dude, you're the grossest thing I've ever seen. He's <laughs> really, and he's not unattractive, but the vibe is like so sleazy yeah. that I'm like, don't you have a friend who's like a it, nice guy that loves board games for Jenna? You know this isn't going to be her vibe. He's going to eat her up and break her in half. Okay, so then Jenna starts going snooping around Chelsea's house. Now, I was confused. I thought she was at Marcy and Glenn's house the whole time. So she's at Chelsea's house. She goes upstairs. She steals an earring that I believe was Chelsea's maid of honor earring, you know, like one that Marcy would recognize. And then she takes out a black thong mm -hmm. of Chelsea's and puts it on her body. Puts, puts it on her parts. it on. I lost my mind. I screamed. Her parts. I screamed. That's a whole other level for me. Putting on somebody else's underwear, just like under her dress. And I said, what is the point of this? <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a random gun. There's a random gun, yes, in Chelsea's, like, jewelry drawer. And you're just like, okay, Chelsea, stay ready, I guess. <laughs> it's like, why? But Jenna does touch it for a second and is like, oh, but then backs away. And so I was like, okay, just making sure we know there's a gun in the drawer. Cool. And then, you know, obviously, so she's snooping and stealing. She has to hide when she sees Glenn and Marcy coming upstairs. And they, like, make out for a bit. So then... <laughs> After Jenna sees Glenn and Marcy making out, she decides to go flirt with Scott and basically goes from like, you know, leave me alone to like, let's go back to your place. So then they go to Scott's house, which is real bachelor pad 101, has a real like 22 year old, do you know what I mean? Like dartboard leather couch. There's a bar and where the dining room I think is supposed to be, there's a pool table. Oh my gosh. Yep. I, if, if you walk in and a man has a pool table in a room that's meant not for billiards, you turn right back Get around out. because you should not be there. Absolutely. not going to be a safe space for you. Absolutely. And if, and what is, he says, do you want a drink? And she says wine. And what does he do? He gives her bourbon instead. Second time this has happened to Jenna. And I don't like it. I really don't like it. And I'm like, stop hanging out with these people. These are bad people. When you, like, so I hate when people do that, Megan. There's nothing I hate more. It's like, she's like, I would like an low alcohol by volume beverage, please. Something light. Yeah. And they're like, we're giving you liquor and you will like it. And I just felt like everyone's very heavy handed. Everyone is very basic in this movie. These are very basic white people. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, because he's then like, this is really good bourbon that we had at Glenn's bachelor party. Scott honestly feels ripped from the headlines. <laughs> like Scott as a character, I was like, do I know Scott? <laughs> Did I write Scott? Who is Scott floating around in my orbit currently? <laughs> like he is probably the most real lifetime character we have ever encountered. Exactly. It's chilling. <laughs> Because yeah. then, ooh, yes. He's like, I know the perfect thing to do. Let's play strip Jenga. Y'all. Yeah. Excuse me? Y'all. Yeah. 
He has sexy <laughs> Jenga. And whenever you pull out something, it tells you it tells you something sexy to do. And I said, get out of here. Poor Jenna. She's not. She she doesn't know how to combat this. Well, but it's also like, I still don't know why she chose to go over there. Do you know what I mean? Well, well, we find this out because, okay. So what we then see is what we see a couple times in the movie, which are what we think is real, and then we realize are actually Jenna's fantasies. So earlier at the party, she had this fantasy where Glenn came up to her and was like, I love you, not Marcy, and you have to protect our love. And you're like, <laughs> okay, clearly a fantasy. Then, though, she's on the couch with Scott, and you think it's real, this moment where she's like, oh, can I have another drink? And then she drugs Scott's drink and ends up killing him. And we were like, yes, Honestly, yes. That. I was like, I was like, I was like, don't miss him. Don't miss him. Um, but, but it turns out that was just a fantasy she had. And instead, they're playing sexy Jenga. He kisses her. Ugh. And it's like, ew, I am so grossed out by everything that's happening. And then, but also, so is she. She freaks out. She runs out. Which, at first, again, Scott's gross. He's coming on strong. So at first, I thought, okay, this is, like, I was like, I, your behavior is making sense to me, given that you don't like We're on your coming. side. Right. But then, she's running out. She sees a security camera. She clocks a security camera that's, like, outside the building. She rips her dress so that, like, mm -hmm. the shoulder, the sleeve is kind of off. And then she runs in front of the camera and screams, like, help me, help me. Like, she goes. She gone girls it. She gone girls it. Absolutely. And then she also goes into her car. And then she starts hitting herself and screaming and freaking out. And quite frankly, she does this a lot. Okay? She goes in her car. She screams. No one ever seems to notice. Honey, if I was in a Lifetime movie, that would be my job. To be the person who's like, um, there's somebody across the street from your house screaming in their car and staring at you. <laughs> I would be the one to let you know. I would let you know. See, when I see her freaking out and screaming in her car, I'm like, Jenna, you should just move to L.A. This is, this is, I just had a bad audition energy. You get away from Scott. You just need to come out, take some acting classes, and you're going to fit right in, sweetie. But instead, she calls Marcy, mm. this woman she's just mm -hmm, met, mm -hmm. who, yes, Marcy did invite her to her honeymoon party again not a thing and she says scott tried to hurt her and then marcy's you know uh, uh, horrified and tells her to come over which to me is utterly insane because then jenna gets there marcy is making them tea she also takes pictures of jenna's bruises that we know are self-inflicted and she's like you have to call the cops now i just felt like look i'm all for sisterhood of the traveling pants but because you don't know jenna i would be like Okay, girl, stay safe. Let me know when you get home. Call the cops. Do you know what I mean? Like, I would just be like, not that I would, I just don't understand bringing her into her house. Because it's like, you are a full stranger to me. And not just that, the fact that you didn't have anyone else to call, but a woman you ran into at a golf club slash gym, that's a red flag to me in a way. A thousand percent. I think the reason Marcy does this is because Marcy is who set her up with Scott. So I think there is some feeling okay. of responsibility and guilt of like, uh oh, and not even not even deep down on the surface level. Marcy knows yeah. that Scott is terrible. So it's like, whoopsie daisy. But this is my next problem, because then when Glenn comes home, you know, Marcy kind of pulls him aside and is like, yeah, so Scott attacked her. And Glenn is like, no way. Scott wouldn't do that. And Marcy's like, yes, he could. And so I need to know how you could be friends with somebody who you very quickly and easily believe would sexually assault somebody. Why do y'all hang out with Scott? 
if Marcy was like, oh, no, he could very much do that. I believe he did it. And I am trying to get the cops involved. Well, I think the answer to that is that everyone in this movie is terrible. <laughs> and is bad and rotten to their core. Yeah, so it's yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. This is the company you keep. Glenn, like, Marcy, why would you marry a man who's even friends with him? Ex- this why would you set a woman exactly. up? Why does Chelsea have a gun? <laughs> There's just a lot of going, huh, these white people, part of my French, ain't right. <laughs> Well, then that night at like two, three in the morning, Jenna wakes up. She's walking around Marcy and Glenn's house, looking at their pictures. She does steal a house key that's in a drawer. And then when Marcy comes down, is like, what I love is the best is that Jenna, because Marcy's like, are you okay? And then Jenna goes, I'm looking for water, babe. Water comes from the sink. Water comes from the fridge. What you looking for? <laughs> I don't believe you for half a second. I'm looking for water. It's like you turning over stones. <laughs> she's got bumpkin vibes that it's like, maybe she thought it was a well. You know, like she's like, I'm looking for the pump to get it out of the ground. I could not handle it. So she like runs out at three in the morning. She's like, I have to go. I have things to do. And, of course, she gets home and who's awake but Aunt Daisy and put Jode Van Ark in her grandma <laughs> sleep dress. Like, they put her in, like, a doily, a giant doily, and she's like, where the hell have you been? <laughs> and then the next morning, Glenn goes to Scott's house, is like, hey, so that girl Jenna came over and said you attacked her, and Scott's like, what the hell? <laughs> so then Scott goes to Jenna's house, remember, also Aunt Daisy's house. Why are you lying? Why are you saying those things about me? I'm not. You know what you did. I didn't touch you. Oh, yeah? Then how do you explain this? Maybe you did it yourself. Oh, sure. Blame the victim. That's what you men always do. You don't quit claiming this BS. I will sue you for defamation and for slander. If you don't leave, I'm calling the police. Go ahead. I have nothing to hide. Then the world will see what a complete psycho you are. And I detest this storyline. There's nothing I hate more. There's nothing we need less in society than even the storyline of a faked assault on the part of a woman who is quote unquote crazy. Also, we are now halfway through the film and we have had one wedding crashed. And by crashed, I mean... A woman who probably could have gotten an invite based on everyone else's behavior in this film (laughs) goes and has half a cup of tea. So it's like, we don't even have a full wedding crash. I, what I thought when I heard this title was there was going to be someone, man or woman, who like loved weddings and like wanted a wedding of their own. So not that unlike Jenna and keeps going to weddings, crashing them and becomes so enraged that they don't have love. They murder someone. And so they're a serial wedding murderer. Interesting, because what I thought it was going to be was that, like, Jenna wants a wedding so bad. She goes to a wedding. She hooks up with somebody at the wedding the way, you know, you might just meet somebody. But she's told this whole lie where she's like... Like me. Of course. She's, you know, in her J. Crew dress, soaking wet. And then yelling, I'm wet! (laughs) And she runs around at 2 a.m. And... But that she would meet someone there, you know? And she would have told this whole lie because she's she's crashed the wedding where she's like, oh, yeah, I'm so-and-so's mm-hmm. cousin, right? And then she ends up, you know, becoming obsessed with whoever she hooks up with. And then as they have to unravel the lies that she told, where it's like, wait, I thought she was your cousin. Wait, no, I thought she said she was your babysitter. Right, like the plot of the film Wedding Crashers. Exactly. This is what I thought yeah. would be, but instead we got a dressmaker who really really could have just been there being like, hey, come in to drop off the dress. But exactly. <laughs> anyway, 
So after Scott leaves, it is basically like, can you stop lying about me, please? <laughs> Daisy and Jenna get into a fight because basically Aunt Daisy comes out and it's just like, what is wrong with you? You know, what are you doing? What's happened? And we learn that, you know, part of why Aunt Daisy hates her so much is because Jenna's mom killed Jenna's father, who was Aunt Daisy's son. Well, there we have it. And then you also think it's like, <laughs> okay, well, you know what? I think we should have maybe, she might have been better in the foster care system than with Aunt Daisy. Do you know what I mean? Like, she might have been better in the system than with Aunt Daisy because... <laughs> Listen, she's a little blonde girl. Someone would have taken Thank her. Thank you. And then Daisy kicks her out and yells at her, You can die in the street just like that piece of trash you called mama. Daisy, I mean, now how do you think that's going to go? Well, honey, I'm going to tell you this. this. is another situation where I go, you know what? Go ahead. Because Jenna does not take it well. <laughs> she strangles her aunt with a cloth measuring tape. And I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad nope. at it. Nope. And that's a whole new weapon. You, we love you that. know we love a we new love weapon. A cloth measuring tape. It's really, it, I'm still in Cinderella Ever After yeah. vibes. Like, it's like, you know what? Maybe Cinderella should have killed her stepmother. Yeah. And the prince would have covered it up. He would have been like, yeah. yeah. Get, get yeah, gone. Yeah, he would like, I didn't like those three gals anyway. You know what I mean? He, sh- he would have banished the sisters. And he would have strangled, he would have strangled the stepmother. Okay, so Aunt Daisy's dead. Let's take a break to give her a moment of silence and mourn her, and we'll be right back. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, boy. Okay, she's ding-dong. The witch is dead. Jenna's still alive. So is Scott. (laughs) (laughs) Jenna's alive. Scott's alive. Glenn and Marcy hanging on by a thread. Aren't they supposed to be on their honeymoon? No, they had a honeymoon party, remember? Chelsea threw them a honeymoon party, and so that's the new honeymoon. Ugh. Anyway, Jenna, you know, fresh off of killing her auntie and then putting her in a trunk, Jenna goes to Glenn and Marcy's (laughs) house, and she plants... Chelsea's underwear and jewelry that she wore the underwear she wore the underwear she stole remember she puts the underwear in their bed and then she puts the jewelry in Scott's jean pocket okay can I say something absolutely so when she plants this soiled thong (laughs) she lifts up the comforter a top sheet a like fitted she and then I think even a mattress cover like we're talking like four (laughs) layers and puts it under there when I saw that, I go, I would never find Exa- that. I know. Like, that is gone. I that, know. Oh, and when I find it, I go, oh, my thong. <laughs> like, it's like, there, it's gone. Like, <laughs> I, I, I lost my channel changer for seven hours yesterday. 
and it was just like under a shirt. Like it's like uh, I'm not finding that underwear. Oh my god! Also, can I just say this? That's the most Indiana thing you've ever said. You called it a channel changer instead of a remote control, and that feels Indiana to me. Is it not? Well, I think so. Some people call it a clicker. The, well, the clicker totally give me a clicker, but I just felt channel changer. I just felt. I felt. A corn festival energy. I felt the corn. It's corn. <laughs> I used to call it um a choo-choo. Why, why a choo-choo? Because channel changer. Choo-choo. Oh, there it is. There it is. You've always <laughs> been an artist. You've always been an artist. You know who else is an artist? Jenna, because she has a wild imagination. Because after she's planted all this, she puts on Marcy's wedding dress and fantasizes about marrying Glenn and having sex with them while asleep in their bed. So what Jenna has done is planted signs of infidelity, then put on the girl's dress, then, I guess, then laid down in their bed under the covers. Has a sex dream. Has a sex dream. in the sex dream, has an orgasm while just telling (laughs) Glenn, I love you. (laughs) And I said, well, now this is a fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) But that fantasy is quickly broken when... Basically, Jenna wakes up when she hears the door open. Glenn has come home, I guess, from exercising or something. He has, like, a real running energy, right? Like, it looks like he's been running, and he comes home to take a shower. Jenna hides in the closet. She watches him undress and shower, and then manages to make a hasty exit. But even when she exits, she's, like, excited and flushed. Yeah. So I think she had a real-life orgasm. Because she, like, leaves, and it's like, <gasps> she was like, <gasps> you know, so mm-hmm. she's really hot and bothered. Mm-hmm. After that, Maybe 20 minutes after? I mean, my God, like, Jenna just got out of there when Marcy comes home and she sees lipstick on Glenn's pillow. And she's like, that is not my shade. And she accuses Glenn of cheating. And Glenn is not having it. He's like, listen, I know we're going through this thing and that you may have grown up with some trust issues. Oh, that's not fair. But I didn't expect to be accused of cheating in our first month of marriage. Especially since I didn't do anything. You know what? Let's not worry about going out tonight. I'll find my own dinner. They've been married a week, honey. A week, if at all. (laughs) Okay? Right before, the reason she goes up to their bedroom is because they're, like, going to go out to dinner. And she's just gotten back from work or something. And so I think she's deciding whether or not to shower or change. And Marcy, our leading lady of this film, smells her armpit. (laughs) I was like... I'm coming around on Marcy. I can't <laughs> believe that was in there. I, I loved, loved it. it. No, no, so no. She much. improvised that, and that's how she books. Okay, she adds Ugh. these human touches. That's what separates her. It was so good. I know. So good. <laughs> but she does not shower. Okay. No. Instead, she manages <clears throat> to just pull back all the covers. First, she finds Chelsea's earring in Glenn's pants. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, why are you even pulling out dirty clothes? But okay, the earring comes out of his pants pocket and then she also finds the underwear under all these layers of covers yeah and she kind of it seems like she immediately knows it's chelsea's thong (laughs) and i'm like i don't know i don't know that i would know that i don't know if i would know your thong naomi specifically well, absolutely. And my thong would be a boy short. Okay. Uh, but I, okay. The only thing I can think of is because early, right, in the wedding scene. Yes. This, yes. Shell, something about like a specific brand of lingerie. And I was right. like, I'm assuming that's the tag on that. Cause I was like, why does she, because y'all, she goes to Chelsea's work, honey. She, 
Marcy stops what she is doing. She storms out, goes to Chelsea's job, puts them panties on her desk, and is like, I know what you did last summer. And Chelsea's yeah. like, um, excuse you? You're insane. Which I also found, again, I agree. So far, Glenn and Chelsea are making sense to me. They're both like, Marcy, what is wrong with you? Right. This is wild. I will say this, though. Sometimes it really frustrates me when someone's like, well, then just say you didn't do it. You know, and Chelsea's and like... she wouldn't. She wouldn't do it. She was like... Because I guess for Chelsea, it's like, I won't even dignify this. And I'm like, no, no. That's what a guilty person says, I think. Exactly. Oh my gosh, Naomi, I thought the same thing. I was like, just say no. Like she was, it was really like the way that Chelsea was responding. I was like, even I know that this isn't true and you're giving me this is true vibes. I know. But it was funny though when Chelsea goes, was like, well, why are your underwear there? And and then Chelsea's like, maybe he likes (laughs) to wear women's underwear. (laughs) Yes. And it's like, that's actually a really good guess. Exactly. Exactly. Put it on, put it on Glenn. You're right. Exactly. So basically, you know, I also wonder what Chelsea did for a living. She was at her, it was a, it was a home office. Oh, she was at her home office. Home office. But the front of her house did have sort of this like, elevated walkway that did look like an office. Yeah, it looked like an entryway, like to a building, like you were in the sitting area. And we're once again in undisclosed Pacific Northwest. So Jenna then goes to Chelsea's house. That night. Yes, that that night. night, Because basically like, so after that happens, it's like, you know, Jenna that night goes to Chelsea's house. Chelsea's not there anymore, right? So she's no longer at her home office. She's gone out and done something or the other. And she's able to immediately get into her laptop. No password. It's just open. And then Jenna starts writing an email from Chelsea's account to Glenn that makes it look like they have been having an affair. Mm -hmm. But Chelsea comes in and she's like, what are you doing here? And Jenna's like, Marcy, she sent me. You were sitting with Glenn and she wanted hard evidence, so... She sent me. And Chelsea's like, what is going on? Everyone's insane. <laughs> and so then Jenna grabs a mail opener, envelope Come opener. Come on. Classic. Classic. And starts chasing her. Chelsea is able to like put up a fight, but not for long. She stabs her yeah. in the stomach twice. And I said, another best friend that does not need to be killed. I know. Chelsea does not need this, especially because she's already been accused of being a cheater. It's like a terrible way to go. So Chelsea is dead on the bed. And then Jenna takes a quote unquote sexy photo of her that's just her bra and breasts, texts it to Scott. Again, no password on the cell phone. I said, honey, even I got the four digits. And it's like, hey, come on over. And Scott's like, you got to be kidding me. And then he gets the boob pick of who is a dead woman. And then he's like, be right over. Exactly. And this is classic Scott. You know what I mean? He's easy <laughs> to get. He's like, just show him a picture of a lacy bra. And he says, I'm coming. Chelsea hates Scott. I, the whole movie, she's been like, ugh, get away from me, rolling her eyes, like, Bleh. and But I think I think Scott is like, he so, lacks so much self-awareness that he's like, well, she was playing hard to get. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so we see Scott walk into Chelsea's house, which obviously the door is unlocked. And as he walks in, Chelsea's on the bed. I mean, as far as I can tell, very clearly dead. But again, dead. Scott's not bright. Scott's <laughs> not bright, okay? So he's like, oh, no foreplay? <laughs> and then Jenna is like crouched down on the side of a bed where he can't see her. And Jenna shoots him with Chelsea's gun. Oh! 
Yeah. Remember the gun that we already clocked was in her bedroom. Mm -hmm. And then she puts the gun in Chelsea's hand. And then she also puts the letter opener in dead Scott's hand. So now we're framing Chelsea for Scott's murder, Scott for her stabbing. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you this as someone who's watched a bunch of true crime. This, any cop, any detective, any medical examiner worth their salt would know this was not true. Okay? Because Chelsea's dead before mm-hmm. Scott is, which you're going to know from the coagulation of the blood. Okay? Scott is like across the dang room. It's not checking out. No. This framing is not checking out. No, I like Jenna, honey, <laughs> this ain't it. Like, <laughs> this is not. This is not going to work for sure. But it ends up holding for a little bit because... (laughs) I mean, it holds the whole time. It literally holds until Jenna unholds it. Right. There's this weird thing where they have Glenn go to the crime scene because he was in Scott's phone as a favorite. I said fate is... I thought that was... I thought it was the funniest detail I'd ever seen, which is like, because they've never really done that because it could have been a world where Glenn was supposed to meet Scott for dinner, gets there, and there's a crime scene. You know what I mean? Like, it could have been that. It could have just been like, oh, I stopped by. But no, no, no. It was, we called you because you were in his favorites. (laughs) And we have asked you to give us, there is no next of kin, so we went to favorites. And so Glenn is like, oh, no, Marcy's going to be really upset because the cop obviously tells him that, like, there's been some sort of bizarre double murder slash murder-suicide slash... And it looks like they were about to have sex because Chelsea's not wearing a top. It's And it's just like... Glenn is like, like, huh? But also, Marcy's going to be upset. And the cop's like, who's Marcy? (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, my wife. And he's like, cool, cool. Can we talk later? So then the cop goes to Marcy and Glenn's house to ask about Scott and Chelsea. And, you know, this question of, you know, could this have happened the way it happened? And Marcy very quickly is like, Scott had an incident last week. He beat up a woman that we know. He denied it. Was this reported? No, she was uh, struggling with that after he came and threatened her. So, no, she did not report it. So it's like, Marcy is out here trying to get Scott posthumously jailed okay <laughs> she's very like uh-uh he did this thing so then after that the cop goes to jenna's house again having heard this to ask about what happened with her and scott and he's like you know we saw the footage of you screaming on the on the security camera and as he's talking to her the cop sits on the trunk that is holding aunt daisy's body now decaying I'm, body decaying i'm like you telling me you a detective and you can't smell a decaying body you're sitting on top of he's literally like he literally just brushes off some dust and sits on it and is talking to jenna and jenna's like oh yeah 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 scott and scott and chelsea had a thing it was so weird <laughs> and the cop's like okay checks out See all right <laughs> <laughs> okay well hey boys we got a murder murder all right case closed <laughs> and so then jenna is spying on Glenn and Marcy. She's sitting on their cul-de-sac watching them. And Marcy comes out 
and is basically like has been like waiting for Glenn to come home from work. Well, because the whole thing is that like, you know, up until now they've been fighting because she remember she was like, you are cheating on me with my best friend. And now two both of their best friends are dead. So, you know, they're willing to just call it water under the bridge. Yeah, they're they'll rekindle. And so this sends Jenna like reeling again. Another car freak out a la actress in Los Angeles. Even if you were getting back together, would you ever greet Andy outside? No. No. No, absolutely not. Hug and kissing outside, that's such, and like, this spans across a lifetime. This goes to uh, Oscar-winning films, Emmy-nominated shows. Couples are always, like, waiting outside for each other to greet and have a kiss and a snuggle. And it's like, we're we're not doing that. (laughs) We're not doing that. Right. Our house is inside. Why don't we go be in our house. I don't want my neighbors to watch me making out with CJ, or Uh do I? (laughs) Oh, well, I bet they want to see it. Yeah, they do. So after Jenna calms herself down from her car freak out, she calls Marcy, all emotional. She tells her, she's like, basically like, I'm upset. I can't believe it. I could have been Scott's victim. You know, Jenna centers herself after a woman has been killed. (laughs) And then Marcy's like, okay, I'll come check on you, basically. And then Jenna says, bring your wedding dress so we can preserve it. Not the time. (laughs) No, it's it's, it's like, she's like, okay. So (laughs) Marcy shows up with her dress and like what looks like a refrigerated box. And they're sitting down on the couch. Jenna offers Marcy some tea. And it's in like a nice little china set. And she's like, it belongs to auntie. And it's like, okay. Like everything. It's auntie's like everything. And we see, right? Jenna takes a fake sip as Marcy takes a real sip, honey. So, you know, if there's a fake sip, she done poisoned that, okay? She done put something in it. She drugged it. And so, after Marcy takes her little tea sip, Jenna comes in real hot. Listen to this. So, how are you and Glenn doing? Well, he swears that nothing was going on, so I'm starting to believe him. Given the fact that Scott and Chelsea were found together, there has to be another explanation, right? Maybe she was... Sipping with the both of them? I don't think so. (laughs) Your best friend dies and you just give him a free pass? I'm not giving him a free pass. (sighs) Can I just be honest? That, um, that is completely misguided. I mean, you can't let him back in or you'll lose 20 years just like your poor mama. Whoa. That's what I mean. It's like, Jenna gave herself away. Okay, because... Nobody had any inkling she was involved in anything. And now she's just a little too intense. The, the the mamas, it's like, Jenna, you, someone spoke of your mama this way. And now you speak of her mama that way. And it's like, <laughs> we need to leave the mamas out of this. I also, think. Also, I just can't have her saying mama. There's something about mama. The word Everybody mama. says mama. Well, because Aunt, Auntie Daisy said mama. Auntie. Yeah. Okay. So Marcy's like. Ugh. Yeah. She gets and woozy. Then, and then passes, passes the hell out. And then Jenna, like, snaps at her. You are never good enough for Glenn. And it's like, what do you know about Glenn? You do not know this man. And his best friend was Scott. So what you do know of him is not good. But you're willing to throw your life away. Okay, so Glenn is at back at their home. And their wedding album arrives. And I said, quick turnaround. They got married like four days ago. Very quick turnaround. <laughs> I, they probably found out the the mess man and the maid of honor were murdered. And they go, put a rush on it. <laughs> so he's looking through the album and he sees a bunch of pictures 
of Jenna sitting alone at the wedding. And he's like, no, that's not good. But it's like, I don't even think he would clock that. I genuinely don't. Well, I think there are too many pictures of her. I said, if you're putting together a wedding album, stop giving me pictures of some woman sitting alone in all black. Makes it look like she was at a funeral. Yeah. And and there were (laughs) other people at that wedding celebrating like it was a funeral, too. So it's like there were other sad people to photograph. But he immediately (laughs) calls Marcy and he's like, I need you to call me right back. But then we cut and we see Marcy is being wrapped in a sheet and stuffed into the trunk of her car. Mm Mm-hmm, Hattie. Remember, the car Marcy drove there. So she's really about to set her up real good. And... Jenna's about to drive off, but then she sees, she's like, sees someone coming and is like, no, no, no. And so she like moves the car, basically, I don't know, 20 feet behind her. (laughs) She doesn't move it very far. She does not hide it because basically it's Glenn driving up to Aunt Daisy's house and he hears muffled moans coming from the trunk of Marcy's car. Okay, so it's, it's really not clever jenna's not buying herself much time okay i don't really understand what her point is but basically glenn he's like trying to open the trunk of the car and then who comes up behind him but jenna she knocks him out with a tire iron well is that what you do on a first date (laughs) i love that she's like you're not supposed to be here yet and so her only recourse is to knock him out with a tire iron so then she takes (laughs) knocked out marcy out of the trunk of the car Marcy is not dead. She is, a, yeah, she is alive, way, but she's out, you know? She's out, but she's, like, moaning and kind of making words, but she's not dead. So she puts her in the front seat of her own car and then puts the car in drive and the and ha- and is like, bye-bye, Marcy, and has the car go off a small cliff, I would describe. I called it a light ravine. I wasn't <laughs> okay. sure what it was. It was just, like, kind of like a, a little slope, maybe. A rocky drop-off. I was watching this in bed and and I did not have headphones in. And so CJ was laying next to me, you know, kind of side watching it. And he goes, whoa, they got a budget for crashes in these. <laughs> <laughs> and the car, I was expecting it to like become engulfed in flames. Nothing. <laughs> I mean, you got it. <laughs> but it does though. Remember, you guys, so the car goes down the ravine. It flips over. Yes. It's a crash. But. Marcy <laughs> is not out, okay? She manages to climb out of the wreckage of the car with barely a scratch on her. I'm totally telling you, homegirl ain't walking with a lamp. Homegirl ain't got no blood. She's like kind of just stumbling <laughs> out the car. Then the car explodes behind her. Oh so my maybe, gosh. Megan, this is why the wedding was so janky, because they needed to put their budget into the car exploding. <laughs> I think that makes sense. That could kind of be what it was. At this point, Marcy has been drugged, tied up, wrapped up, put in a trunk, and driven off of a small cliff. And her hair is still perfect. <laughs> she's got she's got a soft wave. Her hair yes, looks better yes. after falling off this cliff in a car than Chelsea's did with an updo on the wedding day. <laughs> oh my god. So while Marcy is the ultimate survivor, she's beating all the odds. Glenn <laughs> is tied to a chair at Jenna's house. And this might actually be one of and I almost think they did they did not give us enough of this reveal because it would have been so funny if they had let that camera linger. Because what we see (laughs) is that Jenna has set up all of her stuffed animals in the living room and they are attendees at her wedding to Glenn. 
When I tell you I screamed, <laughs> those stuffed animals took me out. That was hysterical. I think they really should have really panned slower so we could see. Maybe we could see from Glenn's point of view that all these stuffed animals are just surrounding him. He's like tied what? to a chair surrounded <laughs> by stuffed animals. And then friggin' Jenna comes down in Marcy's wedding dress. But it's uh-huh. like that she made. So I guess it's like maybe it is hers. And I just also felt like for somebody who's so obsessed with weddings and getting married, I didn't really like her wearing Marcy's dress. I felt like Jenna should have had her own. I felt Jenna's the kind of person who would have made her own wedding dress. It would have made yeah. it when she was 10 years old. Right. <laughs> and would have I mean? made Marcy like a janky dress yeah. to try and like make Glenn not want to marry her. You know, like, oh, I don't <laughs> like your dress. The wedding's off. Also, the chairs that these stuffed animals are on are nicer than the chairs that were at Glenn's actual <laughs> wedding. So I wonder if like the blindfold comes off and he's like, ah, oh, this actually is like a pretty nice setup. <laughs> Okay, so (laughs) Glenn is, you know, not loving this first date (laughs) after he's been knocked out with a tire iron and dragged to a fake wedding for stuffed animals. So he tells her she's crazy, and then she grabs a knife. Um, Meanwhile, we cut back to Marcy, totally fine in the woods. Yeah, walking down the road. She gets an elder white woman to pull over, and it's like, my husband, take me. He's up there. He's been kidnapped. And the elder white woman's like, I'm, yeah. Like, it's like, (laughs) I love them. She's on board. They're a buddy comedy. She's my favorite. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She literally asks, she needs no additional information. She's literally like, get in, let's go. They're in kind of like a wooded area. Like, it is, you know, I guess she saw something of herself and Marcy, where she said, <laughs> I got to help this gal who has a fresh blowout, who clearly just came from a car crash. <laughs> My husband's in danger. And it's like, and she, woman's like, okay. Yeah, get in. So, <laughs> so she drives, so she drives Marcy to Jenna's house. And basically the woman pulls up and I guess she honks her horn and then that makes Jenna come outside. And Jenna's like, what do you want? <laughs> Which is so funny. The woman, the woman just is like, I actually don't know. Like, she's right. kind of just sitting there. And she just, it's more like, basically, what she's doing is giving enough of a distraction to allow Marcy to run through the back door to get in the yep. house. So Marcy sneaks inside, and then first thing she does is kiss Glenn, okay? They share a passionate kiss while he's tied to a chair. I said, honey, we don't have time for that. No. Okay? It's like, work, untie him, let's go. But then before she can even untie him, Jenna's coming back. So Marcy goes to hide. And then Jenna, I don't know... I don't know what. Is she a tracker? She sees some mud on the floor and is like, where is she? She immediately knows <laughs> that Marcy is inside. Yeah. And I said, okay, does Jenna have a special set of skills? Mm-hmm. And so once she's Jenna's looking around, Marcy comes and like bum rushes Jenna. They fight, you know, and she's trying to get the knife away from her. And this is all happening and Glenn is just, you know, useless tied to the chair. And then finally Marcy grabs a vase, hits, Jenna over the head and and she's knocked out. We said, okay, great. Which sometimes in a Lifetime movie is death. Like, you know, like it's like, you you know a bonk on the head in Lifetime ranges from I'm totally fine, I'm getting up right now to I am dead. And that's a wide range. Right. And in right, right, and right. in this case, so Marcy unties Glenn. They kiss again. Not the time. The cops show up. And by the time the cops get there, that bonk on the head, I guess, wasn't so bad because Jenna is vanished. Vanished. And I was not, I did not see that coming. I said, she about to get away with it? Because you have to remember, we 
no one knows yet that she killed Scott and Chelsea. Nope. <laughs> like that has not been all. All we know for a fact is that she took Glenn. She took Marcy. Certainly enough to get you behind bars. But like this, she killed two people like the day before in cold blood. I think like right. she should be accountable for that. And she's gone. And then it's like, well, all right, I guess everything's fine because we cut to Marcy and Glenn getting back home. And then Glenn is like, I didn't carry you over the threshold when we first got married. And then Marcy's like, uh-huh. And he's like, it's good for, it, it creates good vibes or something. And yeah. so she's like, okay, no. carry me. Honestly, I think because he didn't carry her over the threshold, that set off this entire chain of events. Okay. You okay. know? <laughs> like it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Real final destination situation. Right. Butterfly effect. Is yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, are yeah. Are we combining two movies? <laughs> Those are two movies at the same time, and I will allow it. Okay. So then, okay, I guess they're happy now. There's no way I would sleep knowing that Jenna was not caught. They're, like, way too chill, considering that homegirl was not caught. No, and she's n- not so. You know, like, yeah. I feel confident giving th- that as a, what is it called? Sorry. A diagnosis? Thank you. A diagnosis. <laughs> not so. Well, <laughs> you know what? She a not so who stay work. Because then we cut to a wedding photographer taking photos of a couple in the same hotel conference room as our first wedding. And the bride is almost identical to Jenna. Did you clock that? It's no. Jenna with it's Jenna with bangs. Oh my gosh. Oh, they, okay. I was like, oh great, Jenna found love. But <laughs> Jenna did not find love because the photographer is snapping, 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 and then says, Karen, give me a different lens. Like, snap out of it. And we see that Karen is Jenna. Karen is Jenna. And her eyes are firmly on the groom. You better believe it. Well, 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 honey, she'll be back again. I guess they were trying to go for Psycho Wedding Crasher 2. Two wedding, two psycho. But they didn't because this was five years ago. So I guess they did not make us a sequel. Now, I'm going to say this, okay? This is a movie where I feel like, you know, it's worthy of a real hero, real villain. We need, we really need to take some time. I'm going to say the real villain of this movie was Scott, even though he does get murdered. <laughs> um, he very much does. I, I do not mind it. I do not mind his death. Yeah. Do you have a real villain? I would venture to say, like, I, I'm going to say all of Jenna's family tree. Because, <laughs> because Jenna's mama did murder her dada. <laughs> <laughs> and we have to imagine that Dada deserved it. You know, like uh-huh, there uh-huh. there was some stuff that like sort of alluded to like, mm, I think I think Jenna's Dada had it coming. And the yeah. and the mama, it's never good to, you know, you shouldn't commit violence against someone. But it, it, it seems like it was justified, which then set off this chain of events, which led Jenna to being crazy and Aunt Daisy being evil and Jenna killing Aunt Daisy. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. the, the family tree is rotten. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So that's uh, the villain is the tree. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. Now, uh, real hero, uh, in my opinion, is the older woman who does have the right hair color for her face, who picks up Marcy and drives her to Aunt Daisy's without asking any follow-up questions. I mean, that's the hero, right? I think we can both agree on that unless you think someone else is heroic. No, she's a great hero. I I struggle to even, like, find someone I liked in this film. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. like, Marcy and Glenn, I know, are the protagonists, and I do not like them. And I <laughs> actually, like, don't even need them to be married. Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe you should get a divorce. Oh, Sorry. My Sorry. God. 
I will say uh, a lesson that was a real takeaway for me from this motion picture was, you know, at one point, Jenna comes over to Marcy's house mm. with like some janky ass bouquet of flowers. And, you know, Marcy's upset because she's now confronted her new husband and her best friend thinking they're cheating. And Jenna says in response, she goes, well, the silver lining is we've become friends. Mm-hmm. And I say never trust a woman who says silver lining is we become friends. <laughs> yes. Right. To a woman whose fresh husband, she thinks just cheated on her. <laughs> exactly. Well, got a new gal pal. I'm going to put you in my favorites. That's right. <laughs> and my lesson learned, which I already knew, but I would like to drive home again. When in doubt, if you feel like you don't have a gorgeous wedding venue, a nice a nice public park, a yeah. nice backyard, that'll yeah. do. Yeah. That'll do. I think the times of COVID taught us a lot that a backyard wedding can be really lovely. And if your budget <laughs> is not robust, which in these times it makes total sense. We do not need to be in a Holiday Inn Express conference room with a partition up. We just no. don't need to be there. I'd go so far as to say another villain for me, whoever planned Marcy and Glenn's wedding. Okay. <laughs> we don't meet them, and and, I, and they may not exist, but they no, are also don't. a villain in my eyes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's very true. Whew. There's a lot going on here, okay? A lot of villainy, a lot of destruction, People died who deserve to die, which is, I think, a a rare treat. A rare treat in a lifetime film. And speaking of a rare treat, next week we cap off our Psycho series. What a fun series it's been. With Psycho Mother-in-Law. I'm not speaking of my mother-in-law. That's the name of the film. Amber Vickers is ecstatic that she will finally be making the walk down the aisle. Her soon-to-be mother-in-law, Jill, believes that Amber is the picture-perfect daughter she never had. Everything is coming up roses until Sharon Vickers, Amber's mother, arrives. Sharon is the complete opposite of Jill, and she'll go to great lengths to prove no one comes between her and her daughter. Oh, boy. Gotta love the in-laws. We needed them. We need, you can't have a psycho series without psycho mother-in-law getting in the mix. All right. Thank you all so much for listening and we will see you next week. Bye. I love a Lifetime movie. If you love Lifetime movies as much as we do, tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of. Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN because it just might be the movie we talk about next. And wait, there's more. Check out the new Bomb Lifetime podcast, Crime of a Lifetime, where two amazing hosts take you beyond the headlines of a crime and they get into the nitty gritty twists and turns of the story. Mm, That's my jam. This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. Absolutely not. I Love a Lifetime movie is produced by Aisha Jordan. With sound editing and mixing by the Podglomerate. Executive produced by Jesse Katz. With original music by Blake Maples. And hosted by Naomi and Megan. You should know that by now. If you've gotten to this point, you should know that we're the host, okay? <laughs> I, it feels like we don't even need to say it, but we'll put ourselves in the credits. <laughs> 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.